From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. The one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Uh-oh, yeah, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh! Yep, here we go. Here we go, a little Tuesday action. Tuesday edition of Taz Show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Taz Show, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you watching live over at the uh, TazShow.com, or maybe you're listening live there. Thank you for that. Maybe you're checking out the audio on demand version of the show at play.it, Spotify, TuneIn, or the uh, ever famous iTunes. Yo, you can be doing that right there. It's going to be a fun, exciting show. We're going to talk about Raw a lot. So if you guys want to call the show, you can discuss Raw. That's not a problem. Let there be light, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching the video, let there be light. Turn the lights off. Turn the lights <laughs> It's like Trump. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Trump, uh, I heard, um, uh, before I get into the show here, I heard that I think I, I, there was some scuttlebutt in the past like day or so on TV that, I think today is the uh, is we're going to pick the president of the United States. I, I, I maybe don't, there's been a little bit of publicity on TV. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the past like forever. Hey, listen. So it's a very simple thing here on the show. Attention, hotline fans. If you want to call the show? You can do that. All you got to do is dial eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. That's eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. We have a so we have a you know you guys are all familiar with the uh, uh, big uh, Robbie the Viking. <laughs> Okay, so Rob is actually uh, uh, running the board. Here, Rob, uh, welcome uh, welcome to the, actually breaking your cherry uh, here on the Taz Show. And, buddy, it's got to be a gigantic cherry. Uh, yeah, right, so, so, so listen. Maraschino. <laughs> no, no gimmick stick hanging out of it. It's odd seeing a captain uh, to your left or right. Is that left? It's always odd seeing me. It's to my left, but he's never right. He's never. Oh, look at this guy bringing jokes already. Yeah, Robbie be here all week, and then he's gone. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Rob, uh, you're doing a pretty good job already. The show's only two minutes old, and you're doing okay on the board. I'm very proud of you. That's very nice. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're happy over there because anything that makes you happy makes us happy. Yeah. Well, that's how it works here because I am the king of the world. Okay, it's all about me. I am the king of the world. I'm gonna come at you like a spider. So, um, listen, like I said, uh, uh, we're going to talk raw, but I, I'm going to keep a close eye on Robbie the Viking here rubbing the board. Rubbing the board. What the hell? <laughs> uh, running running the board. I will keep a, uh, a close eye on that. Also, uh, before I get roll, rolling into the show here, we did a little something yesterday after the show. The Mannequin Challenge, which was actually a very big success uh, on all different social media platforms that I have on my Instagram, on my Twitter account, and we put it on the Facebook gimmick. <clears throat> so that was a lot of fun. I got to give total credit uh, to the man himself, Handsome Johnny, ladies and gentlemen. Slamming bods and beyond. Yes, that was all the Handsome Johnny's creative. As usual, he's a very smart man. He's very handsome and debonair, and, uh, but he is also very intelligent, and he's very creative, and that was his idea. And, you know, a lot of sports teams are doing this mannequin challenge. I didn't really know much, much about it. Johnny explained it. And we re literally 
came up with that myself. Uh, the Big Rob the Viking, the pirate himself, the captain who's quitting the show this week, uh, and of course, Video Brian and Handsome Johnny. So, and we had the, my man Brian Pilgrim, one of the key video head honchos here at CBS Radio. He, who better than to run the video for the thing than Pilgrim, right? He's the man. Makes sense. It's kind of like the Steven, Steven Spielberg around here, but different. Will you stop? But the, anyway, the thing is, like, you know, it, it was a lot of fun to do, and it got like a bunch of attention. Now, I'm sure other shows here on CBS Radio or any of the platforms here on the show will copy and hack. Never. Hack. Oh, yeah, hack. Yeah. Hack alert! Some of the bigger shows, because I'm Western States Heritage, I'm just a, hey, wrestling fans, we're just, we're just talking about wrestling. You know, the forbidden fruit. Nobody loves us. How dare you talk about wrestling? Why are you not talking about more baseball? Why, why are you not talking politics? You should be talking about God. What, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you not talking about the Kardashians? Hey, Kanye West took a bump getting in one of his limos. Why are you not talking about that? Because I don't give a rat's ass about that. My audience don't care unless I'm making fun of it. I'm talking about wrestling. So what they want to do is they want to hack the guy the little Western States Heritage title show. And that's this show, okay? And Viking Rob, you work over at the big station, with the big fancy people at the CBS Sports Network, and the fan, you could give all those guys a message for me. You could tell them I said to kiss my ass. That'd be the first thing I say when I walk in the door. you damn right. Yes. <laughs> so you should walk in the door. <laughs> hey, guys, gather around. <laughs> Pat said to kiss his ass. Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah. Someone would be like, who? What? Who? 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 who do, doing a new day game? Who? 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 Yes. Imagine Jerry Recco coming out. <laughs> Jerry Recco. That is his real name. Jobber. So all those guys. Jerry Recco. Don't ever mention his name on the show again. You hear me? Fair enough. Fire you on the spot. <laughs> so basically, the mannequin challenge was about the captain himself leaving the show. That's what it was about. If you look at the create, we actually had creative behind what we did. We actually had creativity behind it. There was a story in it. Unlike these other sports teams that are just on their bus or they're in their locker room celebrating, doing heinous things, we actually had some creativity behind it. Not a bunch of guys in the studio going, uh, like that, with their mouth open. Aren't we doing that today? Yes. Well, then I was thinking, should we do another mannequin challenge? Because what Handsome Johnny didn't tell me, I don't know if he knew this, the, this was inspired, this mannequin challenge, from like a song, and it happened. It first started down in Florida, I think, at a high school or something like that. And I don't remember the name of the. It's like a hip hop song. One of these kids are running around listening to. You know the song, Rob? I do not, but I I, I know kind of the gist of what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, what, was it the Hucklebuck? <laughs> that might be it. That would be the honeymooners. The, the remix of the Very Hucklebuck. Good. It's a dance you should know. <laughs> it's a dance you should know. Hey, uh, Captain, we did. Didn't we play that? We we, we did the whole. Yeah, we played it once, but then you know, we for the trouble. Uh, Here we got on demand version, the had to. Yeah. Do the huckabuck, do the huckabuck. <laughs> if you don't care, you could just say you don't give a... That's not the words, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got some of the jobbers calling the show ready. I'll get to you guys in a minute. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of uh, the Monday Night Football before we talk about Raw. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my special guest on this 
guest segment Tuesday, as we never called it, but we'll say it now just for this particular show. The one and only PW Insider Sensei himself, Mike Johnson. Yes, Mike. Big Mike Johnson will be on this episode of the Taz Show. It's always great seeing Mike via the Skype. Well, it's always great having Mike on the show, I should say. <laughs> Mike will be on. Hopefully he did something with his background where he painted the walls. I'm going to talk to like some... I have a lot of friends of mine that are graffiti artists. <laughs> Surprise, at? Mike, with a present. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of having one of my, my, my graffiti goombas show up at his pad, his house as the kids call it, and uh, and just graffiti up the back wall of his... Th- I want to make like a more set, more set. Like a set. We need to like, give Mike Johnson like a, um, a backdrop or something. The holidays are coming up. <laughs> we just put a green screen behind them. Green screen drones. That's not bad. If we put a green screen behind him with the Taz Show logo behind it, mm. that's not bad. I'm thinking more of a flag. I'm thinking of the flags. Okay. Some kind of a flag. Maybe a couple of flags. Maybe like an American flag. And then we'll put up like maybe like a, uh, a Team Taz flag. I can see school. a large flag that says nub on it. Nub. A nub flag would be good. Or like an orange and black 13 flag. Big, a big 13, yeah. No, I'll we'll spray paint that in his living room. <laughs> yeah, I'll have my guy. Yeah, I'll have my guy do that. But, uh, yeah, so Mike Johnson will be on the show later. We got to do something with, the, with his house. We're going to have to paint it. <laughs> so, well, you, well, you did say you were a, you were like a painter yesterday. I'm so. a painter, a poet, a pirate, a whatever the friggin' Frank Sinatra said. So uh, it's <laughs> life. But, anyways, look, I, I, I'm a little disappointed here. I, I got to talk about Monday Night Football last night, guys. Uh, you know, I, it just, it's, it's really, it's something that is really burning my ass. I mean, I'm talking about a blowhole size anus hole type of situation. I hate to be frank. But. Your mic. Mike the rookie. That's good. Yeah, that's worse than anything I've ever said on this. Oh my god, dude! I'm telling you right now, I'm so mad. Richard Sherman, look, I, I, I'm not a Seahawks. Okay? You guys know the NFC team is my Seahawks is my NFC team. I'm almost ready to hand in my Seahawks card after what happened last night. The Bills got effed over bad right before halftime by one of the probably the most overrated defensive backs in the NFL, and that's Richard Sherman, and he is overrated. And he galvanized yesterday that he's a cheap shot artist. He flat out is. And it also set for me that the NFL, uh, namely these refs, they sucked. And and they, they, they really didn't do something with the ref situation. There's just so many effing problems with the ref situation. Listen, let me try and, and backtrack Jones for you. Okay, first of all, the Bills end up losing the game. 31-25 to to the Seahawks. Okay? It was an excellent game. And I give the Bills a ton of credit. They're my team. Bills Mafia, proud member. But here's the thing. It's very tough to go into Seattle in that stadium on a Monday night and play the Seahawks as tight as they played them and deal with them. They're, they're lethal. And apparently on Monday nights, they got like an eight Monday night football winning streak, eight games, you know, uh, over time. Nine games, whatever the F it is. So right there, it's a work because that's a story point for the NFL. So they want the Seahawks to win the game. Oh, Tad, you're crazy. You're in conspiracy theories. You suck. Well, I might suck. I might have conspiracy theories. But think about it. Remember a few years ago, that Monday night game when the Packers went in there and the Hail Mary and they called it a catch and it wasn't a catch with Golden Tate. And they screwed them right at yeah, the end. They blatant. screwed the Packers. Same, and people were worldwide are watching 
thousands of people in the stadium, millions at home watching, just like last night. I mean, I, I'm watching at the end of the half. I'm, I'm sorry, right before halftime, I'm watching this game, and I'm watching Richard Sherman blatantly, the cornerback for the Seahawks, go off sides on, on a field goal attempt by Dan Carpenter, the, the excellent kicker for, for the Bills. My man Sherman went off sides so blatant, he arguably was the only guy in the defense who moved. Okay, he went off, it was so blatant, he never even attempted to stop himself, which he had time. The holder holds the ball, and what happens is Carpenter's going to kick the ball, and the play was uh, blown dead or whatever it was. He went off sides, uh, and next thing you know, Sherman shoulder right into the knee, the plant leg of Dan Carpenter, the kicker. No roughing the kicker. They flag Sherman for offsides, which is a five-yard penalty. Okay, and and, and, and it got worse after that. Because now, Carpenter, the kicker, goes down. And now they got to have the medical staff come check on him. He was okay. He was pissed. And now the ref said, oh, you know what? The, the Bills are now charged with timeout because the medical staff came on the field. And uh, the, the kicker, number two, has to get off the field for a play. Which is standard. If you're, if you're injured, you have to obviously... Correct. I do know that. I get injured here sometimes. I miss a show. So, of course, we understand that here in the Taz Show, Rob. We'll have Tom on standby. Please don't be condescending to me, sir. Please. No. I'm in a monologue, sir. This, this is You're not a co-host, Jones. Captain, please. I thought you were going to teach this guy. The opening monologue can last anywhere from 10 to 57 minutes. So. <laughs> so. I'm going with the over today. <laughs> so. You cannot. This is not a conversation. This is a one-way conversation, Rob. I'm trying to be nice. You know I like it. Okay? But you can't engage with me that much here. Please. Now I got to start from the beginning. Damn it. All right, so. Well, I give you enough notes. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. So so what happens is now Carpenter is down. The medical staff checking on him. The refs say, okay, you know what? Homeboy, you got to go out of play, and we'll charge you a timeout. And by the way, there's three seconds left in the half. Rex Ryan, the esteemed head coach of the Buffalo Bills, is going absolutely bat crazy. And rightfully so. As am I in the casa, watching one of my 150 TVs. I got raw going. I'm watching the Monday Night Football. I'm going nuts. I'm boiling, raging like a pack of hemorrhoids at this play. Raging, going nuts. I'm going crazy, absolutely out of my mind. There's no one in the house, and I'm going nuts. It's a good thing you didn't periscope. Please stop talking to me, sir. So what happens is, Tom, are you trying to set this guy up? To just What are you doing? What? <laughs> I'm drinking coffee over here. Just stop it. I, I did. What do you think? I'm telling him, hey, talk to Taz more. So now, because I'm in my monologue. People love my monologue. You know that. Of course. Does anybody interrupt Jimmy Fallon when he's talking? No. They don't. No one interrupts him. Everybody's silent now in the studio. Has the, has the first day behind the board so far, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> he's just silent, Jones, with a thumbs up. Look, man, I don't understand why they're trying to F over the Bills, okay? that Now the Bills got three seconds left in the friggin' half. Rex Ryan's going nuts. Carpenter's got to get off the field to kicker. Richard Sherman's got this, you know, ha-ha, <laughs> whatever, I don't care attitude about it, okay? 
and there's no roughing the kicker penalty. There's no personal foul, which is a 15-yard penalty, which then would give the Bills a first down, which then they could maybe attempt a touchdown. All right, and Rob, you could jump in if you'd like. And and they also, they also, now with the with the uh, uh, the penalty gimmick. Oh, I'm sorry. Then, then after <laughs> they tell Carpenter's got off the field, they now get a delay a game. The Bills. The ref, the line judge, is standing behind the defensive line. They don't blow the whistle and start the play until there's like two seconds left in the play clock. Right? It's something like that, right? Uh-huh. He backs off, the line judge. Now they start the clock, and the play clock runs out. So now the Bills get backed up more for this kick. So now they got three seconds. They don't have Carpenter on the field. They don't have another kicker. They got the punter out there. They take the snap. They down it. Smart and quick. So they have one second left on the clock. This all happened on second down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not even done. And you're describing about eight seconds of the game, right? Dude, no, no lie, I am. Now Carpenter goes to kick the ball. Comes back on the field. There's one second left in the half. It's like a 50-something yard field. How long was it? 50-something. 52, 53. 52, yeah. He misses the friggin' field. Can you blame the guy? No. Uh, I mean, really, he misses the field goal. So now... You could take any momentum that the Bills had, which was a good game early on, and now the referees completely took the momentum and pulled it from the Buffalo Bills. Completely took a hatchet and cut their sacks off. Okay? Right off. Yeah, delete, delete, delete. I'm telling you. I'm really pissed off over this. Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, was 27-38, 289 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Never thrown for 300 yards in a game. The last play would have won them the game and gotten them above 300 because he had an incomplete pass right before the uh, game. I don't remember what yard. I was falling asleep. They, I was were, they were at the 15-yard line. Right. And uh, he, he got sacked. Actually, they were near the 10. He got sacked. And then with 30 seconds to go, the clock was running, and they had one more play, and he threw it in completely in, so it would have got him over. It's unbelievable, yeah. dude. But I have to give you credit, though, Taz. Because Why? You've been waxing poetic since I know you about Tyrod Taylor and how good he is and how much potential. Yes, sir. He did it last night against Seattle's defense, which was the Legit, yeah. best scoring defense, the team that allowed the least amount of points in the league, and he was slinging it around. So kudos he was. to you because he, yes. he showed his all his potential. Like He's the, the real deal. You know, I, I mean, we had a little break, the Bills did, because the great safety, Cam Chancellor, was not playing again. He's been hurt. And he's the man. Okay, he is the man. He's ten times better than Sherman. He's a harder hitter. He's a better player. He's more of a consistent defensive back. One's a safety, one's a corner. I got it. But I'm telling you right now, this Sherman is overrated. Even though I like the, 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 uh, the Hawks, I never was a big Sherman guy. He's always talking smack, always talking crap, and he can't back it up. The guy's got a brain. Okay, so what? He went to Stanford. Stanford. Stanford, I mean. I don't care. He's got a brain. He went to college in California at Stanford. So what? That was a cheap shot. And what, what, what Sherman's saying, you'll hear this all day today. I was going for the ball. I wasn't going for the kicker's leg. That's a lie. He's saying the play wasn't blown dead. That part's true. He could have pulled up. Okay, I appreciate his aggressiveness. But if you watch what he did with his shoulder, he laid his shoulder right in that plant leg of that kicker who's defenseless. And Richard Sherman's a guy who I believe recently was bitching and moaning player safety. That the league's got to take care of players and watch the player's safety. And meanwhile, he's, he's gunning for guys with plant legs that are kickers. 
kickers are hardly even football players, let's be honest. They're props. And I respect the kickers, but they're not football players. Nah, you can't hate them. <laughs> they're a big part of the game. It's a pressured spot. Cost me a playoff game last year. No one cares. <sighs> sir, this is my monologue. Okay, please. Please, sir. This is the fifth time I'm asking you. Please pick your spots. It's not about you. That's the problem with you, Rob. Captain, you, you gotta have another meeting with this guy. I blame it's on you, Captain. I'm telling you right now. Wait, what do you mean another meeting? <laughs> we haven't even had one now. I hear you. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Enough about him. He had two touchdowns. How about Jimmy Graham out of nowhere? Remember when this guy was a stub with the Saints? He disappeared forever. And of course, now he's gonna show up against my Bills! Eight receptions, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Dude, he was on fire. Robbie, stop nodding your head. If you got something to say, say it. He was awesome. The end. God. And on my fantasy. Dude, you need to speak up, sir, and like scream like you do around this office all the time. Jimmy Graham was amazing last night, and he torched the defense. If you do not, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that was nice. That was that was nice. That was nice. Okay, because I attacked you. After your Vikings pooped the bed on Sunday. I didn't do that, did I? No, you did not. Did I tweet anything? Any stupid, sarcastic Taz tweets? No, right? But didn't I just give you a whole tie rod, you know? Yeah, but uh, then you uh, came uh, back uh, with a little shot on me. That was done uh, because you don't know. You, this is, you got to understand something here. You got to have a thick skin to be on the show, sir. Absolutely. You have to. I'm ready to roll. You can't be Boo Boo Face Jones. Let's go. <sighs> All right, so that's the deal on that. I was very upset. Captain, Cap, yeah, thank you, buddy. Uh, I, I was very upset uh, uh, about the game. I'm sorry for anybody who's not a football fan that you had to sit through that. You could just fast forward through the on-demand audio if you'd like. Maybe you've done that already. I'm done talking about that. I had to get that off my chest. So, uh, in the wrestling news, and I, I'll get to the phones. I mean, a lot of people calling the show. There's a lot going on in wrestling. We, we, we saw, we, we heard, and I'm going to talk about Raw in a minute, but uh, the WWE announced that the State of the WWE Universe uh, address announced for next week on the WWE Network, and they kind of did like a logo, kind of like the presidential thing, I guess because it's that time of year. Obviously, today's Election Day and here in the United States, so um, is Election Day anywhere else in the world or just here? Do we know just here, just, just the United here. States? Not that I know of anywhere else. Okay, thanks for adding, Captain. I think I think that, that your replacement discussed it already, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Why is this? Can't wait for the captain to be gone. Friday can't get here fast enough. Dude, that, that mannequin challenge we did was so good. I was thinking, you know what? Maybe that should have just been Tom's last day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why it's not? Because you, Captain, would have liked that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think I don't, I'm on to you, buddy. I'm on to you. So I, I like that WWE's doing the State of the WWE Universe address with Stephanie and Shane. That's kind of what, what's going on here. It's after Raw uh, goes off the air next week, a live debate special exclusively on the WWE Network. I think that's cool. Both GMs and both commissioners in advance, uh, advance for Survivor Series. I like what WWE is doing, uh, and I said this the other day, too. I think I might have, I might have touched on this last week. I'm a fan of the buildup of you know, one brand versus the other, Raw versus SmackDown. I like it. Survivor Series, the place to do it. I, uh, as we all know that watched Raw, they did a deal last night where uh, Stephanie then invited Shane to Raw next week and stuff like that. That part I'm not crazy about. I don't, like I said yesterday on, on my show, I don't think that 
they should be that we should see them together like people from the opposite brands right now i say keep it completely separate where it's all done through tv or wwe network whatever you want to call it until the actual survivor series that's just my opinion i I think it would work better that way but they want to cross promote i understand what they're doing i'm not a fan of it i think it's a little it's kind of quasi predictable not that's the wrong word not predictable it's kind of like um there's nothing special about it to me if if in character Stephanie's telling Shane come to Raw next week and let's talk whatever you know and and, and there's going to be some heat there which which they're great together not just because they're brother and sister you know they're really good together on air they 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 have a good chemistry together in a combative situation so that's always good TV but I just don't I I I think going into Survivor Series it should be completely separate where there's no brand crossing except for verbal. You know, stuff like that. That's what I think. Just just my viewpoint. I, you know, it would feel better to me that if they went that way uh, with it, to be, to be honest with you. So, hey, uh, Raj in Staten Island, you are on the Taz Show. Uh, hello? Yeah, Raj, you're on the show, bro. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, man? Uh, it's actually Ron from Staten Island. Oh, Ron. I'm sorry. I, I read yeah, this yeah, wrong. Yeah. My bad. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm the one that tweeted Captain the other day about the the boomer and cotton hacking the Jones. Oh, oh, you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. I see, it. brother. Are you a um? Are you a regular? I mean, because boomer and cotton are on the air when I'm on the air. Right? They're on FAN, but I'm over here. So how do you? You don't listen to both, or you don't listen to me live? Yeah, what, do you, no. what do you do? I listen to both. I listen to the audio man version of uh, both shows. I'm usually on the train going to work when uh, both shows are on the air. Oh, that's cool. It must be a long train ride. They got a four-hour show. I got a two-hour. You got six hours on the train, yeah. bro? What are you doing? No, it's like, an hour, <laughs> it's like an hour and 20 minutes. I listen to them in the morning, and I listen to your your show from the same day later in the right, afternoon cool. on my way home. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? The, the, the Jones gimmick... Um, I don't know. I don't know, Don. I don't know, uh, Ron. I should say I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little ticked about that. You know. I mean, caught in doing that. You know, he's always. He does the old man Jones. I've heard him do that. That. That's yeah, his own I've thing. That's that. fine. I'm fine with that. He does the old man thing. But you know, using Jones kind of like you know, it's hack Jones. I mean, it's 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 it's. It's kind of obvious too. It's like he couldn't. He didn't get it from any. No, he didn't. And and the thing is, like, you know, if if. If one would ask him on the air, or Al Dukes, his buddy, or something like that, if somebody would ask those guys, they would flat out say, "Oh no, we we didn't hear Taz do it." Yeah, absolutely. We didn't. We don't listen to Taz's show. How could we? We're doing our show. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> you know, it's a typical no one wants to put nobody over thing. I'm not ashamed right. to say I listen to Boomer Cotton when I'm on my way home, uh, and I check out uh, Jerry Recco and Al Duke's 15 minute gimmick they do before their show. I uh, I don't I I'm not I'm not insecure. You know what I mean? Uh, you know I I Ron I I'll admit when I listen to something a wrestling podcast I don't listen to any because I don't want to be influenced in any way or quasi hack someone. So but sports radio I listen to all the time. You know but but and and I consider Boomer Cotton friends and I still do. I just, you know, it's tough to accuse the guy that he stole it from me, but I think you're right, dude. It's kind of like a weird coincidence, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I agree, too, because the first time, I, I mean, I've been listening to him for years, first of all. I'm a big fan of this. Cool. But uh, the first time I heard him do it, I said, oh, wow, that's, you know, all right, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And then he said it again three days later, and I said, there's no way. And yeah. and I was, and I've listened to them for years and years, and there's no way. He's never said that before. There you go. See, and, and, <laughs> and I appreciate you saying that, bro. And the thing is... You know, I, you know why that happens, okay, Ron? It's because 
I'm on a, uh, it's kind of weird. I'm streaming, right? So I'm not on terrestrial radio. I'm not on broadcast radio. So it's streaming, which is where the now and the future is in broadcasting. And it's a bigger, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a bigger audience in essence because it's the World Wide Web. But yet it's, uh, I don't want to contradict myself. When you're doing broadcast, it's actually bigger. It's bigger than what I'm doing. So they can, I'm not, they or any show can hack from any streaming show, not just mine, and uh, and no one, not only say no one would know, but a lot they would bet their dollar that most people wouldn't know because you know uh, who well, who's listening to a streaming show. Hope you're not getting right. attacked. Right, because of their reputation, most people would believe their side of it anyway. Yeah, well, well, say that again. I'm sorry. I said, and because of the reputation that they've built up over the years, most people would probably believe their side of it anyway. Oh, absolutely. Those guys are, those guys are great. You know, they, they're, they've been around for years. And, you know, it, it, no doubt. I agree, Doc. You know what I mean? Um, but and I, then I just have a, I have a question for you about the cruiserweights. Yes, go ahead. Um, How do you feel about the way they're being used? Because to me, it seems like they're not even part of Monday Night Raw. They're a sideshow. And it's just, it's, it's almost like it's still the Cruiserweight Classic, but it's on Monday Night Raw. Everything gets purple. It's just so different and has nothing to do with anything else that's going on. Well, I think, that, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, I kind of agree a little bit with you, bro. I mean, I, I do. And, and Ron, thank you for calling and, and, and uh, much love. Listen, I, I think the Cruiserweights now, uh, with the 205 Live, they're going to have their complete own platform which is how we saw them with NXT. Um, I wouldn't say they're a sideshow. I kind of see what, what Ron's saying, but I wouldn't say that full because um, they are getting a lot of push and love on TV, which is a big deal. Um, once it's the 205 Live, I was under the impression that they will not be on Raw anymore, but I could have sworn someone tweeted me that, that Michael Cole said the Cruiserweights are still exclusive too raw. Did anybody else hear that? I didn't hear that, but I didn't hear anything about them not being on Raw anymore, though. I would I don't see why they would be removed from Raw. Oh, I could tell you why they should be removed from Raw. It's obvious to me, dude, because you want to make them exclusive to their own show, dude. You have a show called 205 Live. It's about the Cruiserweights. Why? The only place that's going to make me watch 205 Live. You could use Raw to showcase a match or two to hook people since uh, it'd be a larger audience, right? Yeah, it's kind of a bad idea on your part. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you're stretching here, dude. You know, that's... I did see they put a... <clears throat> excuse oh, me. Oh, my God. This Yikes. guy's a mess. Oh, boy. I need to grab a water behind oh, me. Hold on. Wait. What? Day, night, <laughs> cold, hot. What are you saying now? Rich Swan was involved in the cruiserweight match last and, Was night. he dancing? That's all yes, right. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. I <laughs> what about Rich Swan? They put a tweet up there. From him earlier in the day saying check us out on 205 Live so they were kind of pumping that during the Swan match. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know what I, I, I think would be a good idea if they have, check this out guys if they have the Cruiserweights uh, exclusive to 205 Live but yet still use the Mom Raw as a good way to sell 205 Live. That's brilliant. Wow. <laughs> wow. On that note, wow. we're going to go to break. Uh, wow. Anything that happens here is my IP, sir. It's the way it goes. <laughs> Guys, even the show, we had a good idea. It's all mine now. <laughs> it's out there. Mama didn't raise no fool. Just like on Seinfeld. Everybody can just take it. I'm them. telling you, please control the board, Robbie. Don't get excited. Okay, calm down. Okay, look, we're going to break. Outside of break, we'll uh, discuss Raw. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah. All right, so we got Mike Johnson coming up a little while with the PW Insider Report here on the Taz Show Tuesday edition. So uh, I was looking at the Twitter a little bit here. Excuse me. That's a new one. And um, yeah, looking at some of the people tweeting. Somebody actually gave me, I'm trying to find this cat. He gave me, gave me a good little uh, info here. WWE Front Row at WWE Front Row said uh, TJP, uh, TJ Perkins, tweeted that he would still be on Raw as well as hashtag 205 Live. Not sure for how long, though. See, that's cool. I appreciate that, WWE Front Row, because we had, I was running around watching the Bills game alone, watching Raw, so I wasn't paying attention to a ton of social media. So thank you for that, uh, WWE uh, uh, how am I doing? WWE Front Row. Appreciate that. So there you go. So I guess to the captain's point, they will utilize the uh, Cruiserweights on Raw as a sell point to 205 Live. So, it's not bad. I, I don't I don't necessarily think they should do that for a long time, or maybe just cut it. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe they feel like they on Raw, they want to give the Cruiserweights more time, and they just can't, meaning more matches. Uh, maybe Vince must like it. Must just, it, it, it is great work. It's, it's very exciting, you know? So that could be the case. That could be the case. And I could have sworn I saw somebody tweet me last night during Raw that Michael Cole did say that. So if Cole said that, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, so if they're going to have the Cruiserweights on there. I, I, I thought they'd do clean clean break Jones. You know, the, all right, we're going to break it away from Raw. We're going to just keep it on SmackDown ex- ex- exclusive to SmackDown. That's what I assumed they were going to do. But obviously, what do I know? They did not uh, They did not do that. So, hey, uh, Frankie in North Carolina, you are on the Taz Show. What is up, Taz? What's up there, guy? How are you, buddy? Hey, hey. So, uh, you know, I, I was listening to some people talk about the, the SummerSlam, and, and to me it just sounds, you know, seems so forced, you know? SummerSlam? What do you mean SummerSlam? Wait, wait, wait. SummerSlam? What do you mean SummerSlam? I'm, I'm sorry, Survivor Series. Oh, no problem, no problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I was thinking about uh, my one and only ECW uh, show at the ECW Arena was uh, February 1st, 1997. Night Line was Cross. That's right. Uh-huh. Again, yeah. And you remember what uh, Polly announced that night was the uh, pay-per-view? That was there? I'm trying to remember. Remind, refresh me. Refresh me. Keep going. Keep refreshing. It'll come to me, Frank. Keep hey, going. That, that, that's the night that Polly announced the very first ECW pay-per-view. That's right. Barely you know, legal. He, yeah. he cut, yeah, he cut, the, he cut that big promo and got everybody all hyped up. Yep. You know, ECW, the people were in there. And it was just a completely crazy atmosphere. I mean, you know how it was there at the at the arena. Now check it out, Frank. You were there, right? You were in the building, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now look at that. How many years later we're talking here, and that still is ingrained in your brain? How cool is that? Oh no, no. I, let, let me tell you, I'm from North Carolina, right? And so, so that, that whole experience of going up there was crazy. I stopped at the uh, gas station around the corner from the arena use the bathroom hmm. and they handed me the bathroom key on a cinder block <laughs> dude yeah. all kid aside i think i've been to that, that gas station yeah. <laughs> i'm not kidding you i think i've been to that place i'm not joking oh my no, god there was a there was a chuck e cheese around the corner so i went there i wasn't going to go into a bathroom where i had to carry a cinder yo, block yo was that the, the one across the street right by the highway was, was a burger king 
Yes, yep. exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to that Chuck E. Cheese, and it was it was like, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was like a club in there. It was all smoky. <laughs> the music was pumping. And, and then when we got to the That's arena, great. we're standing in line, and two guys that were dressed up like the Dudleys start fighting with people right in the line in the parking lot. It might have been the Dudleys, bro. That might have been the actual Dudleys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I didn't remember you being on the show. And then as I was uh, you know, on hold there, I was looking at it, and you did. You did the run-in there with uh, the Eliminators and uh, 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 RVD and Savage. Okay. I try to remember, bro. So so long ago, you know what I mean? I, uh, I've done a lot. Obviously, it's hard to remember all that. But I appreciate, Frank, you coming and telling that story and your experience at the ECW arena. That was very nice, Frankie. Thank you for calling, buddy. Uh, that's cool. You could just hear in that guy's voice that he was excited, almost like he was reliving that time. And to me, that's really cool. That shows you, you know, what ECW did as a, as a, as a promotion and uh, all little niche in the histories of professional wrestling. You know, it, it's very cool. You know, so that to hear a guy call my show early in the morning and he's Giddy Jones about it. Giddy Jones. Yeah, I, I, that's great. That that it, it almost gives me chills. I don't have chills. I don't have goosebumps. I don't. I don't. No, I don't. What do you mean no? But you know what? That's very, it was very nice. For real. Hey, do you know Taz, by the have way? Have you jobbers ever been to a ECW live event? Captain? I was towards the end. I got to see Tajiri and Mikey Whipwreck win the tag titles. Was I still there? I don't think you were. Nah, it didn't matter once I left. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. Uh, how about uh, you, no, sir? No, I have not been to an ECW. Oh, really? Okay. That's cool. I wonder why. You're a New York guy? I'm a little surprised at I that. I know. I know. But uh, growing up, my parents didn't have a ton of money, so we didn't go to a, a ton of This has gigantic black shaft thick thing. In front of you. It's called a mic. <laughs> Pull it close to your face, sir. Please. I used to go to Mets games, not ECW events. Okay, well, they, they, I, don't think we were com- I don't think we were competing with the Mets back then. No, you weren't, but I, I just wasn't totally into the uh, ECW gimmick as oh, I was wow. growing up. Thank you. I, I'm sure that you just embraced <laughs> my audience <laughs> as if my audience... Some of them hate you already. Well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but... You just, right there, that comment that you just made might be a loop vine gimmick. <laughs> I, believe it or not, believe it or not, Robbie, believe it or not, a lot of folks that listen and watch the Taz show every day, believe this or not, are gigantic ECW fans. Oh, wow, that's Be- hard to believe. Believe it or not. Wow, so, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> so you might get a little hate on that one. That's I'm just fair. telling you. Well, well, listen, I've now... Since I've gotten the WWE Network, I yes. went back and watched about three quarters of your okay. library. I hear um, you. And this is before I met you. So. Well, you just seems like you, you seem like the guy that would be an ECW fan. That's why I'm asking. You just yes, no, I enjoy it. And when I when I watch it back now, I think it's great. I think some of the storylines are great. Some of the matches uh, are tremendous. And uh, you know uh, what you guys did, I got all the respect in the world for uh, for how you launched that company. That's very nice of you. It was all because of me. I was the best there. We all know that. The best. You just had to make that TV title silver, though. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? <laughs> Rob Van Dam would tell you that for a fact. That it was. What def- are you turning this guy into? That definitely was an agenda by me. He will tell you that. No, nah, no, nah, we had so many great, so many great workers in the company. I mean, promo guys, wrestlers, uh, an excellent mind with Heyman. I mean, it was like you know, forget about it. We, 
we went into shows, and I'll get into Raw in a second. I, I, I just, I'm just thinking about something I wanted to say. We used to go into these ECW shows, and honestly, you know, most of the shows, even house shows in small towns or whatever, we knew they were going to be good shows. Like, I, I, I hate to speak for the whole roster. It's unfair to do that. But the vibe I got in that locker room, we were on cruise control at 100 miles an hour. We were on our cruise control at 55. So we were in our lane at every town we were in and every built. We just, you know, not in the beginning. In the beginning, it was tough. You know, believe me, when I went there in 1993, it took a couple of years to get, you know, our sea legs under us. And once Heyman was in charge fully after taking over the book from from the late, great Eddie Gilbert, you know, um, and once Todd Gordon then uh, ended up... Uh, and Paul ended up owning the company, and now Todd, and Todd did a great job. It's not, I'm not knocking Todd. I'm just saying Todd you know, was one of the key guys who gave me the opportunity to be there in 1993 because he owned the company, so he had to prove me being on the show. Um, but, um, no, we, we once things got rolling after a couple of years, man, we were like on cruise control, and every show, we just knew, just about every show, I don't want to exaggerate, uh, we knew they'd be good shows. We just, the audience just was, whenever something would go wrong with production or uh, a spot or maybe if someone missed the town one of the talents that were pushed uh, if there was ever a problem the audience always forgave ECW always forgave Paul you know and and that is a bond and a trust that Paul and the company built with the audience and and that's impressive that's something you don't see much anymore to be honest with you and it's something that that most folks aren't talking about but that's, you know, everybody, everybody's talked and done and recreated ECW. We've heard it. We've seen it. We've got you know, a whole deal. People trying, trying to capture that lightning in a bottle again. But what, what folks don't talk about is how, you know, there was this bond that those three letters, ECW, with Paul Heyman, had a connection and a connectivity to the audience and a trust that, again, <clears throat> if something went wrong on a show, <clears throat> excuse me, or a guy missed a fight, or a guy had a problem, couldn't get to a show, whatever. It wasn't like, oh, you false advertise, oh, you guys suck. It wasn't like that. They were instant forgiving because they trusted the brand, they trusted Paul, the audience I'm talking about. And no matter where we were, not just Philly, not just Queens, you know, in New York, all over the country, <clears throat> wherever we worked, that's how it was. And, you know, I think that's a lost, a lost art. I think that's a lost thing, uh, that, that connection. I'm very proud. <laughs> As I've talked about many times, that, that, that I have that in my history, and I was a part of that uh, that success that we had. A small part of that, I you know, something I'll never forget as long as I live. So um, it was definitely awesome. Hey, uh, Rick, in Philly, you are on a Taz show. Good moment, Taz. Good moment, sir. Uh, good ahoy, Captain. I wish you the best of luck for your last week and your future endeavors. Ahoy, and thank you. And uh, good skull, uh, Viking. Yeah, uh, how are you this uh, this day? Look at that struggle. Did you hear, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Rick? Did you hear what he said, Rick? Yeah, he goes, I did. How are you uh, 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 this day? That was tremendous. That like was that? that was phenomenal. This day, that was actually <laughs> that was great. Can we grab that? Oh, that, that might be pretty. How are you uh, this day? Humana, 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 humana. Um, anyway, Rick, what's going on, bro? Why am I echoing with Rick? What's going on? Because I think Rick's uh, computer's on very loud. Rick, please lower your computer. <laughs> I will, I will. Uh, take your time, Rick. Take your time. Tell us when you're done. Hey, Rick, is that good? Are we good now? Rick, hello. Rick, say yeah. one, two, three, four, five. Yes, I hear. No, no. How now, brown cow? Say one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Say six to ten. 
six, seven, eight, nine. No, sir. I said say six to ten. Six to ten. Good job. How can I help you, buddy? Yep. Uh, before <laughs> I put you over, I just want to uh, let you know, uh, first time, long time. Oh, and you went through that experience. Oh, in the airbag. <laughs> yeah, I had to put you through the six through ten. Uh, and we're still echoing. Bro, lower the, rail, lower the computer, homeboy. What are you doing? No, uh, hand, I called in on a landline. Handsome, uh, I called twice. Handsome was saying, like, uh, I don't know, what, what's with echo? So, so he just said, run with it. <laughs> Slamming bods and beyond. So wait a minute. Our call screener, incoming call concierge, tells you, "Oh, you guys discussed this echo," and he said, "Just run with it." Yeah. Wow. Wow. Another guy was looking to sabotage the show. Great job, Johnny. Thank you, buddy. All right, so we'll deal with the echo. How can I help you, sir? Yeah. So I want to put you over. Um, yeah, I love your show. I think. Um, I think you take the time to respond back to your fans who respond to you back in social media. Uh, I know that you've uh, liked, favored, and retweeted my stuff. And I have to admit, um, a couple weeks ago, I was the one that made the tweet about the Trump ads on your show. Oh, um, yeah, you were saying something. I remember you. You were saying something like... Um uh, something like you were kind of a little ticked that there were Trump ads during the breaks, correct? Yeah, it was just more like, you know, um, you know, with all this election, it's kind of, uh, it's been, been kind of rough. So, you know, with your show, it's kind of like a escape to reality. So when I heard the ads, I was like, I'm kind of curious what's going on. But, you know, uh, I, you explained it on Twitter and, you know, and on, on your show. So, yeah. uh, you know, thank you for the explanation. Yeah, I, I have uh, nothing. Just so fo folks that didn't hear what I said, um, basically, Rick, is that I have no control over what ads are in the show, especially during the breaks. I have no idea. We're, all of us here in the show, we're clueless to all that, Rick. You know what I mean? So, so but thank you for calling, buddy. That being the first time, long time. Yeah, we don't actually hear the ads as they're playing. No. Nope. No, we don't. So it's like... Um, you know, we, we, we can't control that. Uh, not that no, the, the company wants to make money. I mean, if someone wants to spend money and advertise, I mean, what are you going to do? No matter what your political views are. Robbie's busting right now, Captain. Because <laughs> he has a lot of political views, and he's... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, yes, 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 yes. You should yes, see yes. the beads of sweat coming through. Dude, he's, <laughs> no, I'm actually not sweating. For the first time all morning, I'm not sweating. I'm very comfortable. No, no, you look like you're dying to say something. No, Anytime no, no. I say the word Trump or no, politics... No, no, no. I this, will let the people speak But today. did you hear what Rick said? This show is an escape. Correct. And that is a shoot right there, because... Of course, especially in the United States, all over the world, I mean, but mostly in our country, the President of the United States, all this jazz, you know, Clinton, Trump, it's a huge, huge, massive thing for months. And now it's come down to the wire. But look, this show here, anywhere you go on TV, except for, you know, the major sports networks, you're, you're going to get flooded. Everything, yep. What politics. And I get it. Not here. You know, and this is, you know, I have a loose format where I talk sports, I talk lifestyle, I talk the pop cultures, I do all this stuff. Okay, Pop Culture Jones. I mean, I, I cover, look, I did the Mannequin Challenge. And there'll be other shows copying me. I, I bet you the show that we heard, the aforementioned, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm, aforementioned. Wow, I was, I was very good at that. Oh, I was very studious of you, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that will be, that will happen on Boomer Cotton. I bet you they do the Mannequin Challenge. Oh, well, Taz, you know what? All the football teams are doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And I was the first CBS show to do it, and that was yesterday. Thank you to my friend, Handsome Johnny, who I'm firing after the show. <laughs> he will be fired. 
But yeah, so Boomer and Cotton uh, will do a Mac. And it'll be funny. They'll do a good job. And I hope it's great. And I will not retweet it. I'm going to kick your ass! So I'm just saying. It's just a total... We are here on this show, the little engine that could. That's who we are. We're the Western States heritage. We're in our own little bubble. And that's that. And I have my my small audience of, I don't know, five, six people that listen to the show every day. <laughs> they're all in the office, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all named uh, Brian. They're all... <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough of that stuff. Uh, i got to talk a little bit about the Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that's right. Uh, people want to talk about Raw. What do you want to hear? What, what is Taz going to say about Raw tonight? Okay. Well, you know what? I, uh, I actually kind of like Raw. I, I wasn't opposed. I mean, Captain and I were talking before the show. And he was saying he wishes there were a little bit more matches. I agree with you on that. I do. But I, I, I look, they're, they're in heavy story time mode here for Survivor Series. So, And like I said earlier in this show, I like the, the blue versus red gimmick. I like Raw versus SmackDown. I like it. I can, As a sports fan, I can connect to that. I get it right away. So I think they're doing a good job telling the story on that. And so with that, you're going to miss out on some matches. There's not going to be as much matches. So to me, I'm not going to throw a flag you know, on them on that. I, I, um, I also uh, I, I like that they started to show off with Stephanie. You know, they were in Scotland, right? It was Scotland. Glasgow, correct. Yeah, and the audience was massive and loud, and um, which was mm-hmm. cool. But I, I like that Stephanie started, and I like how when she brought out all of the five men, well, the four men, then she announced that could be Seth Rollins. You know, would be the fifth, and he comes out. Um, I like that. Just a little thing that I want you guys to notice, and they started off the show like this in this promo segment, seg one, which is good business, because what they did was Stephanie. If you pay attention, to her, she told while the graphic came on the screen of who the Raw team would face, the SmackDown team. Okay, what she did was she told uh, an excellent like mini stories mm-hmm. as the graphic was up for. SmackDown, which the SmackDown team is AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Baron Corbin. So once that graphic was on the screen, Stephanie, as she would go to Owens, Jericho, Reigns, Strowman, Rollins, she connected her guys, her Raw guys, where the inspiration should be and trying to motivate them to take out SmackDown. That was a good piece of business right there. Normally, the announcers would do that storytelling. It's so much better when the talent does it, the character, Stephanie McMahon. And she, she did an excellent job of that. And, um, and then she turned heelish, bitchy heel, at the end of it, basically telling these guys, uh, you know, you got a guy, I'm paraphrasing, but you guys got to compete like you, your jobs depend on it. And then she goes, because they do. And she threw the mic down and stuff. I, I thought it was powerful. I thought it was what the character Stephanie McMahon would do. And, uh, you know, she did it. I got to tell you, you know, Stephanie's character at first was, um, you know, she was with the authority straight heel Jones, right? And then she kind of went into this authority role, uh, not authority, this, this, this role with Mick Foley on the brand split. And we saw some lights of a baby face in her, you know, like with Mick. And now it's like she's back and forth. I normally don't like that, but I got to say, she pulls it off well, because she's unpredictable. I don't know if they're trying to book her that way. I don't know if that's how Stephanie's trying to perform the character, but she's unpredictable as the authority figure on Raw, and an excellent speaker and character, and I think that's that's kind of cool. 
you know, I, and you know me, I usually bitch and moan if something's not consistent. You know, if you're a heel, stay heel. If you're a babyface, stay. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I'm trying to look at things differently as I get older and look at the business a little differently. And most hosts that cover sports or wrestling aren't going to say that out loud, but I am. So maybe some of my uh, thought process, not a lot, I, I, I'll give myself some credit, not a lot, but uh, some of my thought process could be a little old school wrestling. Because I've been in the business a lot of years, you know, just about you know 30 years. So, you know, I, I have some of those simplistic booking mindsets from the wrestling industry, which I think should always be the full structure of professional wrestling and or sports entertainment. But you know what? Stephanie's the boss of Raw, the character, and she's a little inconsistent. That keeps her talent in character, this is, on edge. Look, we all have had bosses on our jobs, no matter if you're on TV in your job or if you work in a warehouse. You know, it don't matter. We've all had bosses that are a little bit... One day they're hot, one day they're cold, right? We've had that. One, you know, really, we have, you know? Day, night, cold, hot. It happens, right? That, that inconsistency, right? I, I'm sure you two fellows have had people like that, right? Of course, without a doubt. But any job, right? I oh. mean, you could say your parents might have been like that. One of your parents, you know? Really, my kid thinks that I'm like, you know, schizoid. Bipolar? Yeah, that could be the word. Um, but yeah, I thought it was established you were narcissistic. Oh, come on now. Stop. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Time to attack. Here we go. Here we go. The not so passive aggressive Captain Tom. Yeah. I'm on the way out. I'm on the way out. Let me just take shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You, feel you said better? you like consistency. <laughs> Consistently pounding me. Donkey Punch Jones. So, oh, that's, too much. that's just too much. So, so look, what I'm saying is, I'm not going to throw a flag like if Stephanie's character is doing that. She's the boss. She should have people that are that are, you know, uh, not consistent in their authority, and they get angry sometimes at things, and sometimes they don't. I think I think that's more reality based than, than some of us may think. So I like that part of it, and and she's kind of if you really pay attention to the Stephanie character, that that's what she does, and I think it's okay. Um, so anyway, this thing broke out into a fight and into an announcement by Stephanie saying tonight there's a fatal four way between the whole Raw team, which is fine because there, there's tension. I mean, we saw that throughout the show with all three the SmackDown. I'm sorry, the Raw tag team group, the Raw men group, the Raw women's group. That are competing at Survivor. We saw tension amongst them all. And what are you going to do? You have to. You got heels and baby faces. So there's going to have that. You're going to you got to keep those storylines together, even though they're going to be a unit. You know, so there's, they, they don't come off as much as really cohesiveness. And that's normal. They're kind of they're booked in a corner with that. Nothing you really could do. All right, <clears throat> I got to go to break. Other side of break, uh, we're going to have Mike Johnson, I believe. Correct? Yeah, we got Mike. That's the plan. We got PW Insider coming up. I'll continue talking about Raw after Mike's on, and I will get to you people that are on the phone. Sit tight, Tasha. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Yeah. Got the uh, PW Insider Report going up in a second here. Just reading an uh, interesting uh, tweet here on Twitter. It's actually has something to do with Mike Johnson. 
uh, very interesting. Um, you know, we have uh, bring people together here on the show. Obviously, you know, we, we talk a lot about Tender Time with Taz, where it's bringing <clears throat> couples together <clears throat> because of the show I do. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a very uh, it's something that uh, couples love to listen to together, either the on-demand, audio-on-demand version of the show or, or the video-on-demand kind of what we do here, Taz Show, it's kind of bring that, that, that sensitivity feeling to men and women or whatever floats your boat. So I'd like to read a tweet real quick from Talk Lambro. okay? He said um, he tagged everything. He tagged the captain, tagged myself, he tagged uh, Mike Johnson. He said, always have sex with my wife as I listen uh, to the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. Uh, so that right there is called a tender moment, a tender time, and... Uh, you know, it's... It's tender time with Taz. What yeah. is her problem? Constant nagging! Thanks to Taz, we're in love. Just shut up! Leave me alone! You need to stop for direction! You're damn straight, honey! You said her straight! Uh, yes! Yes, dear! You gotta be the king, man! You gotta be the king of the castle! Oh. Oh, on that note, uh, Mike has that effect. Uh, PW Insider Report in a three and a two and a one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. So, Mike, um, congrats on being like a verbal Viagra for uh, most uh, folks out there. So, uh, there you go. Well, I can say that's a first. <laughs> whatever, oh, yeah. whatever helps you get the crane up, buddy. <laughs> Wow. Mike Johnson bringing the jokes, folks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just saw that uh, tweet uh, from this guy, Talk. That's great. Um, listen, he, he didn't pull any punches, and that's awesome, Mike. I mean, you know, so. He did not. It's like a Tyson fight over here. <laughs> so what's up, bro? What's going on? Uh, um, well, you know, Rose in Glasgow last night, but before they even got there, there was a skirmish with Chris Jericho and Sin Cara. I did not speak of this yet because I wanted you to okay. talk about it because I wanted to engage with you on it. All right, so the the story, as I understand it, is they were on sort of like a party bus from Leeds, England to Glasgow. They were traveling from one country to the other. And the story that I've heard is that Sin Cara was basically being annoying on the bus. Chris Jericho, being the veteran on the bus, went to him and tried to speak to him and was basically blown off and spoken to in a disrespectful manner. Jericho cut a promo on him. Car raised his hands. There was a skirmish. Somewhere in the skirmish, Jericho bit him. Bit him. Either on the hand or on the finger. I've heard both. Oh, boy. And then they were pulled apart. And uh, I don't know that this has been reported anywhere yet. So we're going to break. I was going to put it up this morning. We'll break this on the Taz show, though. Uh, I've been told by two different people Sin Cara has been sent home from the tour. Oh, wow. That, that's Well, there it is. Breaking breaking not, Jones. Yeah. Not good. Not good for Sin Cara. Not good. Well, there's a worse for Sin Cara. There's a good chance because if you mess with Chris Jericho, he will block you on Twitter. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just saying that from experience. So, I've, I've been there. So 
Chris has yet to bite my finger, but but he has blocked me on Twitter. I still don't know why, but yes, he, yet he tells people we're friends. And we're all friends. I, I'm sure I'll see Chris sooner sooner rather than later, and I like Chris, but I don't know. Uh, but listen, so there's a, squirm, a skirmish on a bus, a, a brouhaha, a fight, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. A little hey, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was very short, and everybody jumped on and pulled everybody apart. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it wasn't like they went 12 rounds in a boxing ring. You know, This happens. Listen, I've been on enough tours, right? And I, it, it happens where, believe it or not, <laughs> I don't know the truth here, but I could tell you, sometimes when you're on trips and tours and you're away from home, you know, people just see what happens when the cameras are on. You know, when you're traveling, you got to make a call time for a bus or you got to make a flight and it's a team flight or, or it, 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 people are not always in great moods. And, and because you don't, sometimes you don't want to be there. You, you want to be home. Yeah. Or, you're, or you're tired, and then you're not in the mood for someone making noise and just being annoying like a you know kid on a bus, and it gets to the point like, yo, dude, stop! What are you doing? You're acting like a little kid. Now again, I don't know. I don't know Sin Cara. I don't know if he has a habit of making noises. I don't know the guy personally, but uh, you know, uh, if someone comes to you now, there's two sides of every story. So who knows what happened? Yeah. If someone comes, you say, dude, stop! You know what are you doing? I mean, you're you're annoying the whole bus here. You got to stop. I mean, it's it's very immature, you know, but. Again, if that's the truth, we don't know, right? But if it sounds like it is, which it doesn't shock me, because like I said, I've been on tours where people are really annoying, and this type of stuff has happened. I witnessed it twice in Japan uh, and once in London. So I, I've seen this, <laughs> and, and uh, it's annoying. Um, listen, I talked yesterday at length, past couple of days, about the, the TNA stuff with Billy Corrigan and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And that Billy is just really going public all the time with this stuff. And they're getting to a point where it's like, enough, dude. Okay? And, and I, you know, I got to tell, tell you, I'm starting to kind of quasi-side towards that TNA side. Like, you know, I know the guy's owed money and he's pissed off. I don't blame him. But I think there's a, I, I think he might have another agenda here, in just my opinion. And that's the to build some awareness for himself here for maybe a potential brand. I, I think the lesson that was learned from the Billy Corgan stuff was if you're pissed at somebody, the last place to go invent about it is Twitter. Unless, I Mike, think, Mike, unless you're doing that by design. Right. Well, that's possible. You're building awareness. You're I mean, I think it's pretty obvious he wants to be involved in the pro wrestling industry. Think? I think it's pretty obvious <laughs> that... He wants to get his money and then go take it and parlay it into another project. Of so course. I wouldn't be shocked to hear he's looking to start his own thing or he's looking to develop his own brand or he's going to have meetings to do his own thing. I really think that once he realized he wasn't getting TNA, part of his strategy was how much can I bloody their nose on the way out the door? Because yeah. they have to get the money either way. And he wants his money. And I'm sure at some point he's going to get his money. But if they're not going to do business the way that he wanted. And he wanted to... Rule the roost there You know the, From what I understand He was willing to work With the other parties there And then As things developed He decided Alright I don't want to work With the other parties I want to do this all on my own yeah, But Mike going on, going, on, go, going on Twitter Mike And threatening lightly That you're going to sell Your 36% to WWE Is kind of That's not cool I mean And Vince well, McMahon Is not taking 36% of anything He wants 100% Of whatever it is Right. Well, I mean, the reality is this. If he was supposed to be contractually paid by November 1st and they didn't give him the money by November 1st, they either don't intend to pay him or they're trying to put conditions on what they're going to get in exchange for paying him. And probably, and again, this is all conjecture on my part. If in his mind he's owed that money and he doesn't have his money, 
he's going to do whatever he can to embarrass them until he gets his money. No, no, I, I'm I, not saying I, it's right, but I understand the mindset. I know, but what I'm saying is I just think, look, he's going to get his money. He should get his money. He deserves to get his money, and he's going to. You know, and I understand he's not getting it. At the, I've been there, not at the amount of money he's owed, but I've been there where teenagers owed me money. So I understand. Did you go on Twitter? What's that? Did you go on Twitter? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I mean, um, I didn't. I, 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 I did not. I, you know, I was annoyed. I might have put. I don't remember what I did. I might have put out a tweet or something, nothing detailed, but like in anger. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I'm trying to, uh, past couple of years, just to be honest, like when I tweet something, I try and do that that 30-second pause gimmick where I have it, I have it, tech, I have it uh, typed, and then I wait 30 seconds to think about it, you know, and then I send it, I send it out anyway. Um, but anyway, so, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, uh, I don't think that, I think this is all by design by by Billy. And I don't know Billy that well, and I'm not knocking him. I'm just being honest. I'm as as a as someone who hosts a daily show covering the business. I'm, I got to give my opinion, and like I said yesterday, I just really think that he's doing this. Uh, this is this not that he planned this whole thing out that he wanted to get dicked over for his money, but he's using this as a way. To I think he wanted to be the babyface here, so fans could be behind Billy because he's owed money, and uh, let's kick TNA. Like we always do. And now, let's get to the point where I feel like, okay, dude, we get it. You're old money. You, you, you're going to get it. And you're kicking these people while they're down. And everyone's been kicking them while they're down. And I've been guilty of that myself, but not to this level. I'm just thinking also he's trying, in my opinion. Look, Dave Lagana gave notice. And Dave, there's no secret, Dave and Billy are good friends. So, I mean, I'm sure Billy's going to try and start up. He's probably in the works of working on behind the scenes building uh, uh, his own wrestling brand and this helps him build awareness yeah i mean you're probably right i haven't heard anything uh, i i reached out to lagana after he issued that press release didn't hear back and you know it's it's a weird situation because i think corgan was the baby face in the situation and i think once he got into that little twitter war back and forth with anthem media the company that's going to be taking over tna as it appears I think that kind of that kind of not really killed his standing, but I think it hurted him a little. But I also think he's coming from a place of anger, and you know as well as I do, yeah. when you're angry about something, you're often not the most logical person. Yeah, well, that's you're, true. That's very true. Yeah. You. That, no, that's true. I'm angry every day. Uh, so so I, I understand know. this. Yeah. <laughs> we know. I <laughs> saved my text. I know. Okay, Mike. That's nice. <laughs> nice he's building a case against me. That, that's what that means. Mike Johnson's now. He's veil threats. Val or Val? What is it? Val? Was Val. It Val. 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 I don't know what it means. It just Empty. means that you. Why is the captain still there? <laughs> <laughs> captain, please answer the man. It's the last Tuesday. I'm going to be here, Mike. He has a uh, ship. This yet. is it. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah. See. It's... We're, we're going to be doing the sum, the live SummerSlam 2025 show. <laughs> WFAN. He gets. going to be there. <laughs> he, the guy gave notice months ago, bro. Yeah, now he's done. This is the last time you're going to engage here with the captain. Or, you know, I'm sure captain is going to go on his shoot interview trail. You know, <laughs> My stop and chat. <laughs> Him and Joey Styles together on, re, on a tour. I'm sure he's going to go on his shoot interview thing, Mike. Well, uh, what was Taz really like? Uh, <laughs> he's a real douchebag. He's a real douchebag, right? Yeah, that's coming. 
Here's He's my... following Joey Styles to MoneyBadger.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, here's fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, uh, Captain, here's fifteen hundred dollars. Bury tags. <laughs> All right, no problem. Yeah, anyway, I digress. What else is going on, bro? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. What a terrible roll last night, huh? Oh, I, I, well, I listen. You're going to be surprised here. I didn't think it was overly terrible. Really? No, and I, I'm sorry. I know some people are surprised. I thought from there was a lot of matches. Cap and I talked that talked about that before the show. But I thought from a connectivity to the Survivor Series gimmick, I think that worked. I think the storytelling of it, for me, for me, I, you know I, you know what? Uh, maybe because I watched probably 80-something percent of it because I'm a Bills fan, and I watched the Bills get screwed over by the referees in that Seahawks game. So uh, maybe that was why. I don't know. But I, I, I wasn't opposed with that much. But what was it about it that you liked or didn't like? I just felt like, you know, they keep pushing. It's the first time Raw's ever been in Glasgow. They've never, the 23-year history of Raw, they've never been there. And then they gave him, like, two, like three matches in the first two hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's more fans. What the hell's going on here? Well, you got to get him, keep them wanting more, I guess. That's not yeah. something. <laughs> like, that's just me. Like, imagine, like, you wait your whole life for Monday Night Raw to come, and it's like, okay, now we're going to sit here and watch videos and promos. Like, well, look, I don't know, just for me. I, I, just, listen, I, I just felt bad for that audience. Bro, I don't feel bad for anyone that's number one number two i, I look you're not completely wrong on that you know you're not but here's the thing mike like and i've talked I, and i'm sure you know this you, you definitely know this and, I, and i've talked about it on my show not just wwe but mainly wwe because they have such a big audience the last it's gonna sound weird but the, I, I feel like the last folks they care about are the ones in the building they care about the ones behind the camera you know, because that's the bigger audience. You know, so they're trying to sell Survivor Series. They're not worried about giving people wrestling matches in Glasgow. But, but I, I, I understand uh, the point. You know, I understand what you're saying. I think at times, though, at times I would agree with you. I think when you're it's the first time in a market, you got to make some exceptions to the rule. Like I felt like the Noam Dar thing was cool. I like that a lot. But beyond that, I felt like they didn't do an, There was not enough of consequence for the audience that was there. Like Shining Stars against Goldust and, and R Truth, New Day against the club, you know, either it's a throwaway match or a match we've seen 100,000 times already. Like the five way I thought was cool. At least, you know, I thought the match was fine, although. I could argue you these guys need to be a cohesive team in three weeks. Why are you making them fight each other? But I thought the five-way was cool because it was different and it gave us a chance to see Braun Strowman in a different element beyond just squashing a bunch of underneath guys. I like that. I thought the Lesnar-Goldberg video package was beyond awesome. They sold me on that match. Yeah, and I that thought was that was real good was, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. And I want to point out something that you just said, Mike, a word that I don't use much on the show. It's You know, it's, and... And, like, all can decide, like, you know, uh, there's, like, rules on the show, you know, where fans can't call and say a, a guy is a jobber because that's disrespectful. Yeah, and that, I agree. I that like pisses that me better. off. And Mike used, if you guys noticed, um, one of my 5,000 producers here, none of them probably noticed, but you used a word called underneath guys, and that's a term that you don't hear a lot. It's a real inside term, and that's just a very kind way of saying enhancement talent or a guy who's putting guys over as a jobber. So mm -hmm. that's that's the right way, Mike. I See, these are the reasons why many wrestlers like you and respect you, Mike, because you know how to use inside terms without sounding too internet geeky marky no disrespect, and but also by showing your intellect and your history in the business and using inside terms. Well done, my friend. Well done. Well, oh, well done. thank you. Well done. That was very good. Yes. All right. On that note, uh, you're done. Uh, so, uh, no, no. 
No, well, any news? You have any news besides? You'll come over here. I did. I did not really ask your opinion of Raw. Well, I kind of did, but um, I, would, <laughs> I guess I did. Yeah. Is there any news that you you want to break, or you have you want to bury the new, the, the, new, the the interim producer, the Viking here? What are you thinking? I think the horn sounds nice. I didn't hear anything. Thanks, Mike. Okay, listen, please. We have a guest on. Okay, Rob. <laughs> He's a guest, Mike Johnson. Yeah, why do you interrupt me? Yeah, exactly. See, now you're pissed off the guest. <laughs> Mike's never going to come back on again because of that. Damn it! <laughs> well, neither are you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Johnson bringing the content. Look at this guy. He's a we'll stud. Do, we'll do lunch. No, He's I mean, stud. there's not much else going on. It was a pretty quiet. It was pretty, you know, for a Monday, even though WWE taped Raw, it was a pretty, it was a pretty quiet Monday. Uh, you know, I had I had yesterday Tammy Sitch is getting sentenced on Friday, but I don't want to bring everybody down. So right, right, right. yeah, no, I, we'll see I what happens. That. I'm not this Friday the 18th. She gets sentenced. There was so. something on your site that you hacked from me. Um, oh, was there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find it. I'm looking here. Oh, by the way, you, we need to hook up uh, uh, the, the Viking Rob here. He needs, uh, you know, we got to talk to him. Get him a discount rate or something on the lead account. You know. All right, just have somebody email me. Hmm, okay. I'll, I'll try and I'll try and twist chair his arm. Figure we'll discuss that on the air. And uh, that that's you know. <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> that never happens. Dude, I'm looking at your website here, at PW Inside. I'm trying to find. Give me a second here, Mike. There was you... a lot of content yesterday. Hold on, Mike. Please slow down. You hacked something from me. You said there was a lot... you said there was no news. Then you're saying there's a lot of content. I'm trying to find what it was. Ringing on or uh, no, that wasn't it. Uh, the TNA news and notes. That might be it. The whole thing. No, that wasn't it. Uh, there was something, Captain. You know what it was or not? I don't think so. Uh, all right. Sorry. Uh, there was something you hacked me on. I think it's wrong. Okay, Mike. I just forgot to share that with you. Um, All right. Well, I, I apologize in advance. Okay, champ. Um, is there anything, anything else here? Are you going to say something else and before I wrap you up? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for letting me come on. And, uh, Captain, good voyage. Thank you. Enjoy, you enjoy, enjoy your, your sojourn across the sea. <laughs> Are you guys going to stay friends? Or probably not, right? Sure. Oh, yeah? You should. Yeah, we're gonna go Notice how you said sure, Mike, and, and Captain, Captain said nothing. I was about to say, I bet Mike's already blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> you better be careful. And you better be careful, Captain, because when Mike sees you, he will bite your finger. <laughs> you know, right now. And then block you on Twitter. And then block you. Yes, you better be careful of that. Wow. Hey, look, sometimes in a fight, you got to bite someone. It happens. That's the way it goes. Mike, uh, it. we have a couple minutes before break. You can go into all the plugs before you go away because I know it takes for like 10 minutes. Go ahead. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening and watching. You can follow me on Twitter at MikePWInsider. You can follow the site on Twitter at PWInsider.com. You can check us out at PWInsider.com 24-7 every day. And if you don't want to deal with those pesky ads, you want to check out all our audio content, you can get the ad-free Elite section and try it out for three days free at PWInsiderElite.com. I have an, yeah. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea for PW okay. Insider. Okay. You could tell Dave Shearer this, and it's I won't even charge you guys for this. Okay. You, you guys need – I just had an idea because when, you, when you're doing your plugs at the end of your spot here every week on the show – the plugs take so long that I'm going to tell my team here that we need a music bed under you. Like your own, <laughs> like, yeah, it's almost, yeah, we do. We need a music bed. And what you do need at PW Insider is a theme song. Yeah. Okay. Split screen showings, Brian, please. I want, I want to see Mike here. You need, thank you, buddy. We need to have a theme song for the PW Insider. 
So now we have your intro for PW Insider Report, but I think you guys need an actual theme song, not pyro, right. just a theme song. I'll see if I can work on that. Well, if not, we we we. This might be perfect. We can provide it for you. I mean, this is this is great. Hola, amigos. PW Insider. Captain, please hit me with some Spanish. Hola. Thank you, buddy. This could be good. This could be We're the good. Miss. This is good. He goes, I'm going to miss him. That was great. Yeah, this uh, this could be what they call a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, yeah. Rumba Kid. La, 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 la. Oh, yeah. All right, brother. All right, listen to Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Thank you, buddy, for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, everybody. Have a good week. All right, big Mike. Thanks, brother. Good job. Good moment, sir. Good moment. Yes, good moment, sir. Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Johnson with the salsa. Yes. Uh, L. Mike Johnson. L. Mike Johnson. Yes. We got to get a hood from him. Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. Miguel Johnson. Miguel, Miguel Johnson. That's good, Miguel. See, that's the stuff that we're going to miss when the captain's yeah. gone on Friday. That kind of comedy. That's why bit. I'm taking notes. Yeah, I know. But you don't, yeah, yeah, you don't have that, though. No disrespect, Rob. <laughs> Sorry, Rob, you don't. I mean, you know, Rob, you just don't have... Split screen, please, please, Brian. I mean, I'm looking at this face of, of Robbie. He's so disappointed. Rob, you don't... I'm just, I don't mean that in a bad way. You just don't... He's got a different comedic timing than you, the captain. Can he you is. be exactly like him? <laughs> That's a scary thought. Can you, like, copy everything he does? Can you grow a beard like that? Never. <laughs> You're just pubic hair free Jones. That's just your thing. Easy yeah. now. He's what? <laughs> oh, easy now. Oh, my God. Listen, we've seen you dancing on the pole. Yes, you have. On, on Maury Povich's show. We didn't. No. Uh, Springer. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Spanker. Yeah. So we're not. Yeah, we understand that. We understand yes, that. Yes, no. All right, look, enough. Enough of that. Enough of that. I got a couple of phone calls I got to take from some of the fans of the show. I have to do that. I also have to talk about Raw and the other stuff. We got Facebook Live coming up in a little while, too, by the way. We'll be on there, guys, at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. So we'll take care of that in a second. Hey, uh, Joseph in Connecticut, you are on uh, the Taz Show. Hey, Taz, how you doing? Good, man. What's up? Um, so I had a question. Uh, so while I was watching Raw last night, when Roman was coming down to the ring, uh, I was, I know you spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. I just wanted to have a question about, he was walking to the ring with the, the way he was, with the belt. He was holding the belt like backwards. backwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it looked, I, I put my, it put me in like in a position where if I never watched wrestling before, and I knew that's a you know a title. I would like. Why is he holding the belt like that? Like it just he was holding it like, you know, it it, it looks it, like it does. It's, it's insignificant, right? And uh, I just want to know as a performer, what what does belts mean? Like when you're either you know the Intercontinental Champion, the U.S. Champion, mm. is it as you know straightforward as if I'm this champion, I get a bigger check or do the belts, even though the the, the business is predetermined. The, do the championships actually mean anything to the performer, or is it just a bigger paycheck? Well, did you hear my show last? Any of yeah, my I, show I, last I, week? I, heard... I, I listen to the show every day. The I show see. is playing before my feet even touch the ground. Well, that's very nice. I appreciate that. So you heard me, Joe, talk a little bit about this last week, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, listen. So to answer your question about championships, look, they mean everything. And thank you, Joe, for calling. Okay. They mean everything uh, when you're a performer because it's a couple of things. Um, it shows that even though the business is a work and predetermined, it shows that the company believes in you as an act, as a performer, that they're going to put a championship on you. 
So right there, that helps your standing in a company. It helps your credibility as a performer. It helps your juice with the audience, you know, what it means to who you are. It, it galvanizes your, your, you're a stud or a studette, whatever the hell it is. You know, uh, what's a female horse that's not a stud? What's that called? A filly. A filly. Well, studette sounds better. So, so the thing <laughs> is, like, you, 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 the, you want to be a champion. Now, to answer the money question, yeah, most companies, you do make more money when you have a championship. You're, you're, you're higher in the card. You're making more money on the card. Yeah, so you do make more money. A absolutely. Um, as far as Roman Reigns, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know if it's a thing where he just doesn't want that championship because he was the world champ, the WWE champ, and now he's the U.S. champ. Maybe it's his way of subtly showing that he's not respecting it. He's just holding it backwards. Or maybe it's just the thing that he's, you know, Trying to be, uh, you know, you know, very cool, too cool for school, and 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 holding a belt that way. I, I don't know if it's something like the new younger wrestlers are doing. Obviously, the office is not getting hot at him because he would have stopped by now. That's so, something you said last week about what Foley did when they were in the ring together. How flipped he it. flipped it around. Yeah, yes, correct. Yeah, he did flip it around. So, you know, I mean, I, there's all different reasons why that could be happening. I mean, I went off about it last week because it, it does annoy me. But you know what? The guys who are paying him are, are obviously are okay with it because they're not they're not telling him he wouldn't be defiant and keep doing it that way if it was. You know. All right, look, we're going to break. Other side of break, uh, I will get more to some of the stuff on Raw, more Raw chatter. Also, be on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live. I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash the Taz Show, I should say. And you can follow the show, or watch the show there if you want. Going to break. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, um, right. Okay, fourth quarter city, guys. Tuesday edition of the Tash Show. Apparently, there's people going to vote later for stuff, so... I guess I'm supposed to be like all these other people do. Say, Go vote! Okay. Uh, some people, I guess, have different opinions and feelings on it. It was my political views. That was insightful. <laughs> that was horrible. I, I, don't, I don't like it. But I got to make mention of it. So that's great. Uh, that's really great. Election Day Jones. No one cares. So anyway, that's it. It's over. It's over after today. You can watch regular TV then and go on social media and not get loggled and fogged and lambasted and lambasted. Get your ass neck torn apart or Dynaflow. None of that. We're on Facebook Live right now, Jobbers. It's at Facebook.com slash the Show. Just had Mike Johnson on to keep them inside the port. Always appreciate Mike coming on the show. And uh, also been talking a little bit about Raw. I got to get deeper into Raw and uh, get rolling with that. As we know, this is the last week the captain will be on the show. So uh, his last day is Friday. A lot of people are very upset over this. So uh, some people are saying here, like on Facebook Live, uh, Jared uh, Cimento says, fire the captain before he leaves. And yeah, um, Hat. I've had a lot of people say this to me um, yesterday and a couple of days, uh, you know, on the um, on the Twitter that you should, Captain, be actually fired on Thursday, so I <laughs> have complete control. And 
we had we heard that uh oh, we heard this from i heard this from you uh rob seth the kfj he wants to come in the studio on friday for the captain's last day that's what i've been told so what, what is this like a, a is this like a we're having a party or something what, what's going on here I don't know. Maybe a roast? No. <laughs> well, we've had several dozens of those of me. We have roasts every week. No, no. but like, this is no disrespect to the captain. But like, really, no, we're not doing that. The show is not about that. The show is not a send-off to the captain. He's just another guy who quit the show. That's all. I mean, I know the captain could hear me right now. He's... he's He's kind of <laughs> in a room with Kansas. I, I, I don't know. I was going to make a comment about how he, KFJ invited himself on the show. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> I didn't even think of that part. Rob, did he actually come up to you and say, I want to be like, well, how did he word this to you? Where was this? Here in the building? <laughs> Am I under investigation? Was he aggressive? <laughs> was Seth ag- aggressive about it? I don't know. He can get aggressive. You know what's funny about it's this? I was walking out of the just, building you know, yesterday yeah. and I was deciding whether or not to get on the subway or go get breakfast. And I saw Seth. He's walking right at me and I'm in a daze <laughs> and he has his sunglasses on he's like Robbie Robbie he, t- he, he tells me twice I'm like he will yell at you too like, I'm like, yeah, that's his gimmick oh, he's a big oh hey Seth like I didn't even recognize him with like the sunglasses or whatever and I had my sunglasses on I was ready to go outside and uh, you know he just asked me how it was going up here or whatever and I think he made mention that he may make a special guest appearance wait a minute this so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, with the, I'm with the captain here so he just invited wait doesn't it have to be cleared with somebody on the show slamming bods and beyond you can't just show up here <laughs> is handsome Johnny involved with this uh, again I take the fifth <laughs> Johnny if you get a chance please jump in the studio here bro and bring a chair and don't hit me with it. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Just just bring a chair. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. So I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, I need to get to the bottom of this and I got a funny feeling that, that the handsome might be a part of this thing. Hey uh Colin in the Steel City, uh you are on the Taz show. What's up, big guy? Hey, good moment, fellas. How's it all going? Good moment, big man. What's going on, brother? Uh, first, before I kick off, I just wanted to say goodbye to Captain. This will probably be the last time I call in before he's gone. So, salute to you, my Captain, and I hope you have the best of luck on everything. You- Thank you. That's very nice of you, Colin. That's very nice of you, brother. What's going on, bud? Uh, uh, I'm not pander anymore to uh, the exponential growth of the Captain's ego. <laughs> <laughs> I like the word exponential. Very good. Well said. <laughs> There was definitely a missed opportunity on a, a hump day promo on firing the captain. You think so? Yeah, maybe you're right, dude. Really? You should, we should have had like a hump day promo where fan. How about we could do a hump day promo? To everybody, you know, Mr. Arkansas and all the guys around to give a little send off to the captain. Well, you also, but no, no, no. Check it out, Colin. What we could do is once he's, it's better if he's gone for like a few weeks, and then <laughs> and then everyone forgot about him, and then we have a complete attack on violent hump day promo day where it's <laughs> nuclear jones you just improve on a good yeah yeah that's that's not a bad idea we call it nuclear captain attack or something like that you know what i mean you know that way that, that's good <laughs> so what's up but, uh, i did have one thing to say about uh ross you don't mind yeah sure go ahead no i wanted to uh touch on braun Strowman finally getting an opportunity a little bit uh on screen yeah, I mean a little bit more time in the ring. Yep. Um, I was actually, I, I mean, not to be surprised because I know he's a big dude and I, I you know, he's there for a reason he can work. But I was impressed with what he was able to do. Yep. You know, main event wise and his. 
is just the presence, you know, on, on camera. It was pretty good last night. I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, listen, he's in there with some, you know, uh, high-speed workers, guys that are tremendous, tremendous workers. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that could be bad for you. You know what I mean, Colin? Thank you for calling, buddy. Um, what I mean by that is sometimes if you're a guy who's a big, thick, you know, freaky monster type guy, now you're in there with guys that can flat out go like full speed workers from a guy like a Seth Rollins, you know, or Kevin Owens, these type cats that can go full bore, you know, and sometimes for you, you got to try to physically keep up. I think not only did he keep up, but the way the match was booked, uh, and I would assume, I don't know if it's for a fact, it's just my thought that Chris Jericho probably had a, a good input on the calling, how spots were done and where they were done type thing. I don't know why, I just, my instincts tell me that, just watching that, uh, that that might be what went down. But I definitely think, to Colin's point, uh, that Braun, uh, Braun Strowman definitely, uh, his, his stock rose yesterday, for sure. I just, um, I, I think he did a great job. I, I, I really have, uh, have no problem at all with how he worked, what he did, and stuff like that. I thought he was excellent. Um... So, yeah, we have uh, in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yes, the one and uh, the only, the guy who basically could smile at any chick worldwide and uh, have a basically melt into a puddle of goo. Yeah, it's the handsome, uh, the handsome Johnny, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio, live and in Technicolor. Uh, what's going on, brother? How's it going, everybody? Good, buddy. Alyssa, I want to thank you, man. I put you over earlier about the... Um, about the, what do you call it? about the uh, mannequin challenge, and uh, I'll tell you what, boom, great idea on your part, buddy. Well, thank you very much. I, I mean, I saw saw uh, several sports teams do it. Actually, the the one that I my favorite so far is the Bucks. Oh, really? The NBA team, the Bucks, on yeah. their their plane, they had a really good one, and I thought that we should do it. Um, came together really nicely. I, I've got to put Brian Pilgrim over. You, you you shouted out this the video, yeah, the way he shot the video. Shot it. Yep. Great. I mean, you with your pose. Oh, I had the best pose, you know. And then perfect with Tom. I didn't I didn't realize you guys were doing that, and then uh, I watched yeah. it, and oh, God, it was so they, funny. Yeah, it was hot on the, on the Twitter. Now, is it bad? Maybe, should we do another one? Is it too much? Like Overkill Jones, right? I, I don't think you can ever do anything too much. Really? Well, I want to talk about your evening life. I'm speaking of, <laughs> like, I can think Tend of a lot be a, of things you can over-consume. Uh, see? Well, actually, it's funny we have here in the studio the handsome Johnny and the uh, the Viking Rob, uh, because it's the two polar opposites of males. Uh, if you think of Robbie, look at me like, "What are you crazy?" No, I'm actually not crazy. Uh, really, I, I think you guys are complete opposite. I can't. I think we need a poll. Uh, for this, uh, Robert, we do a lot of polls here on the show. Yeah, I've been on polls. I yeah. know about polls. <laughs> We're voting in polls today. <laughs> Josh, bro, he has been on polls. He's familiar. <laughs> He's familiar. <laughs> He's familiar with a stripper poll. He might have some chafing and calcing on either thigh from the poll. Absolutely. TMI. Gold TMI. bond, baby. Gold yeah. bond. Okay, easy, bro. With this powder comments. So look at. Okay, so KFJ, Seth, did Seth come to you and tell you that he is coming on the show Friday? Uh, you saying it on air was the first I'd heard of it. So let me get this straight. So, Seth, this is not for air. This is just for us here, right? So it's just Seth, between us. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a production us. meeting yeah, on air. Can I, can, yeah. can I go back and, and uh, <laughs> change what I said <laughs> well, No, before? you said that <laughs> Seth came up to you. That's what you said. Yeah, but he said he was thinking about stopping by 
on Friday. Oh, really? Uh, well, I, I, you mentioned Seth to me, and you know how I am on the show. Anything we say off air is for air. You know, that's kind of there's no oh, privacy. 100 percent. Yeah. So I just figured, John. I know that you're a big part of what happens behind the scenes, and you're a very thorough guy. So am I to understand that maybe the Viking Rob just booked a guest on my show without clearing it with me or you? That's what it seems like. He's the new producer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey. But, wow. yeah, he needs to clear it with you. It's, wow. he's, he's learning the ropes. Hey, see that right there? <laughs> yeah. Shot City. Fruit Yambag Yahtzee right there. Yeah, he took a shot at you. Well, I... I Look, he, look, look, he's biting his tongue. Robbie, <laughs> think, Robbie's biting his tongue. I think Robbie's doing a fantastic job for his first day. Oh, really? Yeah. First day, yeah. First day on the board. Yeah, that's Thanks, true. Johnny. Yeah, that's true. Pro Tools hasn't crashed. What? Pro Tools hasn't crashed. Oh, God, please stop. And yesterday, <laughs> Tom's been here for a year, and it just... Yeah, it crashed. How about, the first day? How about the first day I was doing phones? What happened? No phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no phones, Jones. Yeah, no phones, Jones. I'm done with the tablets. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, it's interesting. I'm getting some text messages right now that I cannot read on the air from Seth. Um, <laughs> and I can assure you he's not happy. And it's not. he's not mad at me. He's mad at somebody else in the studio. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't be me. A hundred percent. I don't yeah. think it's me. Hey, Captain, I don't think you care. A hundred percent me. Cap, Cap, you notice how Johnny goes, <laughs> he goes, it's not me. Yeah. Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Deflectingblame.com. Oh, pass the heat, Jones. Yeah, so, <laughs> so did you say, uh, let me get this straight, Rob. You probably said, when Seth said this to you, you probably said. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I know it's coming. <laughs> He's saying it right here. I did. You probably said, "Yeah, no problem. Yeah, come no by. Problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, oh, come in. on, in. Bring some more food. Come yeah. on, yeah. Taz would love it. Oh, Taz, Taz would love it. <laughs> Please, <laughs> come on in. No problem. Oh yeah, come to Taz's house. Seth, you know it's a guest-driven show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now what are we gonna do? I don't really want Seth on the show. Mm. Now I know. I when he comes, we turn all the lights off and pretend we're not here. <laughs> 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 well said, yeah. Well, see, it's good that to see how uh, Rob, uh, Viking Rob, is comfy Jones already. He got very comfortable, right? You notice that? Yeah. He's no, the, and, and, and John, he's the interim. He's the interim producer. He didn't even get the job yet, bro. Well, it's, he's going to prove himself, right, Robbie? I'm trying to find my way. <laughs> trying to find my way. <laughs> Find your way, little boy. Yeah. Dude, you can't invite people on my show. John is mad. He's acting like he's not, but trust me, I know this guy. This he's is my pissed. angry smile. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just invite people on the show, Robbie. Come on, you know, you're a professional. You've, okay. been, you've been part of radio production for years. Unless they're models. Or, or Jericho. <laughs> Why is this, Jones? Look at this guy. I, I can't bet you break. people out there laughed at that. I bet you they did. They think you're funny, and it's great because it's your last day here on the Taz Excellent. Show. Excellent. That's good. So this I hate getting up at 4.30. <laughs> James Rivera said, uh, Lost Viking Jones. Yeah, on the Facebook Live. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Seth, uh, I guess we'll... Um, we'll uh, oh, people now now we're getting with the please don't go, Captain, stuff. Oh. oh. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Oh, boy. That's a... Oh, yeah. It's, uh, let me let me get a toilet about Raw because I don't want to deal with that. Oh, no. The show's going on. <laughs> the captain's leaving. What about the chemistry, Tom? <laughs> the chemistry's gone. Oh, my God. You're a great co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 
I guess I have to announce that Seth will be on the show this Friday. Speaking right? of Oive, yeah. so I think I think we got to have a. Does that mean do I got to talk to the graphics guy? He's gonna make a graphic with the. We got to go talk to Andy for a whole music open. We did a whole open for <laughs> Seth. Uh, we we so now there's like a whole so now the guest on the show is Seth. I guess that's what. I guess that's what happened. I mean, it's unbelievable. Are we doing a are we doing a, a game on uh, Friday? Well, if we want, uh, there we can do anything you say. I can prepare. <laughs> well said. All uh, right. Yeah. That was about as detailed as my notes. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Comfy Jones, he's taking shots. Yeah. You're ready. Sorry. Listen, Johnny's my favorite person in this room. Oh, that's oh. nice. Thank you. <laughs> what the hell, bro? <laughs> you got chutzpah, huh? All right. You got some chutzpah. You know what chutzpah means, right? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, all right. All right, so we'll have uh, we'll have uh, you know we'll have him on the show here, Seth. I guess he's going to jump in if he wants. I got to feel my phone's going to be ringing around 9:30 a.m. today. <laughs> that mother effer! <laughs> no, that's not Seth. He wouldn't do that. He's not like that. He's easy peasy. Stop, Seth. We're just having fun at Seth's expense and really Robbie's expense, to be honest with you. That's Stop. What, that's what it kind of feels like, to be honest. You know, it kind of feels like it's expensive, Robbie. Anything else on Raw I need to talk about that jumped out? Uh, like I said, I, I like the opening segment. I discussed that. I did, uh, you know, no, I didn't talk about the, the, the tag team match at the Cruiserweights with Norm Dar, Norm Dahara, Nohama Dar from uh, the Scotland, right? Scotland, that's where you are, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, and Kendrick versus Rich Ron and Sin, uh, Sin Cara. You know, uh, Sin Cara went in there with half a finger. What the hell? Come on. <laughs> 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 Some get that. Yeah, he went in there, uh, you know, and, and look, here's the thing. I, I was, I was, I'm okay with Rich Swan winning, winning on Kendrick. Kendrick's the cruiserweight champ. They're obviously putting the rocket behind uh, Swan right now, which is fine. Rich Swan's tremendous. Great character and can work his ass off. I'd back off the dancing a little, in my opinion. It's just too much. There's a lot of dancing going on. But uh, Kendrick promo at the end on No Home Da was pretty good. He got hot, said, look, you're the reason why we lost, even though Kendrick lost. Um, and then Norm beat up, uh, you know, he beat up Kendrick afterwards. I, and they, they let they let the babyface hometown Jones shine. I was surprised. I thought for sure Kendrick was going to get a boatload of heat on Noham Dahl, which I think they should have went that route, my opinion. I would have had Kendrick go heat Jones and beat up the hometown boy. You know, like let, let somehow Kendrick, I'm sorry, somehow let Dahl cut a promo on once Kendrick cuts a promo on Dar, Dar comes back quick, buries him. The people will pop like crazy. Right. And then something happens where someone unhanded, underhanded cheating style, Kendrick gets the physical upper hand quickly on uh, Dar and leaves with a pile of heat beating up Dar. That's what I would have done because they're in the hometown. You didn't have the kid do the job, which is, okay, good. But you get some heat for your guy, Kendrick, who's your champ. That's what I would have done, just just critiquing it, uh, me. But they went a different route, and they went with the baby face reaction. As I say this, I look over at Handsome Johnny. He's literally staring at the lights. <laughs> <laughs> literally, you could not be any more disconnected to what I'm saying. It's I respect your blatant disrespect for the wrestling business. I'm you could care less. You're, you're looking at girls on TV. <laughs> I don't know, dude, you're like a dog that's looking at a light. You're like, ah, I mean, really, bro, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not expecting you to engage. This guy's wearing a Moby Dick shirt. I'm just okay, curious. Listen, I understand. That's that's great. Please take that out of the on-demand version of the show. I do not 100%. want to hear that. Yes. 
100%. So there's my Not take. Not 36%, on the, 100%. 100%. Uh, then we saw a backstage deal where Stephanie and uh, Sami Zayn interacted. It was pretty interesting. Stephanie went really heavy heel boss on this thing. Very bitchy, right, to Sami. So, uh, just buried him. And I'm like, wow, they are really burying Sami, which... And in hindsight, was very good that Stephanie's character did this to Sammy because when Sammy won the match against Rusev, I got to be honest with you guys, I was shocked. I thought Rusev was going to win this. I really did. Anybody else disagree? Agree? No, I agree with you. I thought I Rusev thought it was, was a great win. ending, though. I thought it was too. Yeah. Yeah. So did I? I thought it was the hell of a kick. Yeah. Yeah, man, it really was. Stuff, but yeah. the, but the thing was, I was like, I really thought that Rusev was going to win the match. Yeah. And it's because of the pre-tape. Because the, well, I'm saying pre it might have been live. The backstage deal that that Stephanie did with with Sammy, I thought it was pretty good. Um, and then we saw that whole thing that was long with the New Day, Sheamus, Cesaro, Goldust, uh, who else? Uh, Gallows, Anson, all these guys. Enzo, Ke it was nuts. It was nuts. And New Day comes out. It took me a while to realize what they were doing because I'm not a movie guy. They were doing uh, Braveheart. Braveheart. And I, dude, I'm sitting there. I'm like, what are they doing? I, I know it's a movie. I remember I saw the blue paint. I'm like, I know mm -hmm. what this is. I would have went, this is nitpicking Jones right here. Nitpicking Jones. Instead of having the blue paint. I would have went red paint for raw on the mm. face. Ah, attention to detail. Johnny's like, well, who's painting? What are they talking about? I just heard Braveheart, and then I imagined a bunch of wrestlers mooning the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> That's what happens. I, they I, raise I, their I kilts. I, <laughs> Please stop the pain. So, um... Anyway, I, I got to give a little love before I wrap the show up to the Facebook Live. The main event was good, too. We sort of the five-way Jones... Uh, Fatal Five Way. I thought it was good. What did I miss? There was a lot of stuff in there. Other stuff in the show. We saw. Um, oh, Charlotte. Charlotte's. I thought Charlotte's promo was very good. Her, her end of it. You want to say something? Go ahead. Yes. Now, uh, did you notice during the women's buildup when Michael Cole came in the ring and was announcing the? Uh, <laughs> he made me laugh on something, Michael Cole. But go ahead, continue. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Bailey chant totally took over yeah. that segment. Yes, so thank I, you. I, I, yeah. I know you wanted to say something yeah, about it. We yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about it off air. Correct. I know you wanted to say something. Look, at, I think I think it's important, right? You know, to have the audience interact, right? So some people were like, and I've been tough on certain audiences, especially like a, the full sale audience in Orlando, you know, for the NXT because they're just making it about themselves. I think that that happened last night in Scotland a little bit. I think they went really far with the. With the chant for Bailey, uh, uh, be my girl. Da, da, da. Who did that? Who's the original did that song? Um, I don't know. I think it was. If, if, well, you know, you have access to something called yes. GTS, sir. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of sitting there playing co-host Jones and pondering. I know the guy's name. The first. Oh name yeah, was that's Bruce. great. Okay, Let's awesome. Right. Yeah, that's great. No one cares. So, who Bruce, is it? Bruce Channel. Oh, Bruce Channel. That's called One Hit Wonder Jones. That's what that's called. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's what he is because he's done nothing else after that. Correct. Yeah, so now listen, here's the thing. I, I, I think that the town ring needs to get more control and stop reacting to it as much as they did. Sasha Banks was the only one who basically shut it down. Yeah. She did it the right way by putting an arm around Bailey and said, she sang the last line of the song. And that basically, I think that kind of killed it after that. Did it, it seem to you that Bailey had an issue kind of breaking character there, kind of reacting to the crowd? No, that's it? Bailey. She's great at that. She's That's why she's such a great baby face and connects to the audience. She's very easily to like and she's humble. She comes off as and very genuine, humble. genuine, right? And genuine. I do think that, they, that Charlotte, from a heel tone, she, you know, reacted to it a little bit, and but then she kind of reacted to it a little too much. I thought. I think that you got to move on and take control, and and just and, and then they'll stop. You know, you got to get control. Um, you know, I, I I thought it was cool. It went on for a long time. It wouldn't stop. 
I mean, it really wouldn't. It just, it just kept going and going. And then the song, you know, it was like, all right, I got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, I got it. So, but it was, it was you know, I, I think it's a case of you got some, some, some of the talent has a little experience. You know, I, I like the little twist, by the way, when Charlotte introduced who she said would be the, what, the fifth member, and it was Dana. And then uh, it was a Cole said, Cole. no, no, that's not true. It's not Dana. And then here comes Sasha. She got a great reaction to Sasha. So I thought that was uh, so really good. Um, you know, you got to be able to control the audience. It's very, very important. You know, Charlotte, um, I think she, uh, like I'm looking at you know, just right here, Chan Man on Facebook Live says Charlotte couldn't handle it. I mean, it could be partially right, Chan Man. I mean, maybe, maybe, but I think she's kind of doing a little bit of that in character where she's getting flustered and she's showing it. I, I don't think she should have kept going back to it. But it's easy for me to armchair quarterback from here. When you're in the ring, it's a lot harder. Especially when you have, there had to be, I don't know, 15,000 people there. That place was huge. I don't know how many people were there. 14. They were filled to the rafters. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. So that, there's a lot of people screaming that and singing that in tune, by the way. And it was it was cool. And it gets to the point where it's overwhelming. You know, you got to be able to, to get control of that. And it gets to a point where you just ignore it. And you go on with your promo. And you got to lock and load and move on. Um, it was hard. They, they, you know, the, the people made it about them. They did. You know, so... Uh, I'm going to have a bunch of people from Scotland tweet me now, burying me. <laughs> well, you suck, know, mate. I don't know if you saw at the end when Lana introduced Rusev, she also made a mistake as well. She did. She said uh, everyone here in America, which she, I think she should have re- went back and not correct herself. She initially, her first line was awesome. Where she's, I'm, I'm, We're running late here. We're fifth quarter Jones, by the way. Her first line was awesome where she said something like, uh, I will not acknowledge this this village or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was a very, very funny line. And and then I, I I thought for a second, that's why she wouldn't, when she said she wouldn't acknowledge it, that's why she said America. So maybe she didn't mess up, and maybe that was by design. I think she should have set it up even a little more. Or something, I I, I don't I don't. I, she's a really 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 good promo person. I mean, she's tremendous on the mic. Um, if you make a mistake like that, she's gonna she's gonna ad lib mm-hmm. after it. Or maybe it was not a mistake. That's what I'm saying. I just think the setup because she's saying I'm not acknowledging this village, this little village, you know, knocking uh, Scotland. So maybe that's why she said I don't know. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but it happens. It's live, man. You may mess up on promos all the time. I mean, it's just, I never, I never get, you know, uh, that's, that don't bother me. You know, when people do that. I mean, it happens. If you keep doing that's a problem. But it, that's what makes something feel live and organic and legit. You know what I mean? That's what it is. So everybody on the Facebook Live, I'm getting some thumbs up blues. That's nice, the blue thumbs up. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap the show up. So uh, we'll look at some of the comments. Uh, Lizette Austin says Lana was good. Yes, she was. She always is. Uh, Monty Brown says Nia Jax Jones. Yeah, so Nia Jax, she's getting more confident in her promo ability and her work. You know, I mean, I'm still not over the top sold on her yet, but she's going to get there. She's very athletic, big athletic girl, tough girl. So, um, you know what? Uh, Joseph uh, Saya said, uh, did uh, you guys vote yet? Stop! Okay, that's kind of like, uh, you know, Stop! that's really not uh, your business. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't vote yet, right? What time you vote? I think it's about time, but then again, yeah, it's early yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Should open. we all? Oh, yeah. They're open. They're- hey, should, uh, should we all go vote together as a team? <laughs> what do you guys think? Absolutely should we all go? Not- as what are you as, nuts? As long as it's in Brooklyn by me. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so that's the deal. Look, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm done. I got. I, I don't really want to talk about anything else. I, I got things to do. I got to meet somebody in a little while. So I got things lined up, bro. You know what I mean? Lots of things. Yeah, I do. Uh, Johnny, I appreciate you popping in the studio here. Anytime. Uh, yeah, you look it's like always a pleasure. Great, bud. When are you leaving? It. You're leaving the show soon, right? I'm... I'm trying to hold on. Unlike Tom, <laughs> pulled anchor. I'm trying to throw anchor. I totally anchor. let go. Yeah. Johnny, he's no filter Jones over here. Oh, yeah. All right, well, for everybody here at the Taz Show, uh, that's called a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to uh, thank Mike Johnson coming on with the PW Insider Report. Always uh, excellent. Thank you, everybody on Twitter. I was tweeting about the show. Appreciate that. And uh, put people on Facebook Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we got Handsome Johnny. Thank you. The captain. This is last Tuesday here on the show. Thank you, Cap. And also uh, the cap, the Rob, the Viking himself in the studio here. Uh, for everybody here at the Taz Show and Video Brian behind the scenes, my name is Taz. Yours is not. We'll be after tomorrow. Space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home it never feels the same cause we've been doing our own thing trying to stay up i want to go back to days with no grades we ordered the kids meal play ball that's all day now i'm stuck looking at this instagram page but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now i've been wondering where the party at cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the bacardi at so going for another drink just to get away we gotta live it up carolina here to stay i'm hoping i won't let you go Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and stuff.